0: Episode 2, Claire was written by Brittany Burke and voiced by Adam Bauer Brittany Burke, S. Michael Clericus Becky Coleman, Katie Higgins Ian McGowan, Alexa Moore Emily Roddenbeck, Jen Weinman Daniel Williams, and Liz Zirkle All music by Ian McGowan Jane the Ripper is brought to you by CalamityCast, produced by Ian McGowan and Daniel Williams and co-created by Brittany Burke and Ian McGowan And now, Jane the Ripper Episode 2, Claire lives in a small, tidy flat in an up-and-coming Bristol neighborhood. A swanky tapas place sits around the corner with a fried chicken place two blocks in the opposite direction. The kitchen has dark gray countertops with some white swirls that catch the morning light.
1: Coffee's ready! Oh great, thanks. Do you mind taking it to go? I'm running late for work.
2: That's fine, I should get going anyway. Time to clean up some more servers.
1: Thanks. My boss is a nightmare on good days, let alone when I show up late.
2: Why is he so terrible? I, I don't get it.
1: Well, I do keep making sure my clients get their claims approved. Those payouts can't be helping his bonus.
2: You would think he'd care about his client's happiness, you know, at least a little bit. Profits over peasants. Tell me he doesn't actually say that. At least twice a week. My boss would never say something like that, and he'd probably write up someone who did.
1: I really do
2: have to get going. Oh yeah, I, I'll grab my jacket, then I'm ready to go. Hey, Clara, before you go, I, I wanted to say that last night was great. Staying in was a good call.
1: Yeah, it was. Mwah. You're sweet. We still on for dinner tonight?
2: Definitely.
0: It's a typical Monday morning at Wellston Davis Insurance Company. It's a 20-story tall building made of gray stone. Cubicles dot the center of the floor where a break room sits opposite the elevators. It is full of uncomfortable chairs that sit at round tables, forcing people to awkwardly face each other.
3: Nice of you to join us, Davis. Late night?
1: Hello, Mr. Smalling. There was uh, an accident that stopped traffic on I-94, but I'll, I'll get started on my client calls right away.
3: I guess you don't have time to chat when you're late, hmm?
1: I have clients waiting on me, that's all.
3: Go on, then. Better not keep them waiting. Oh, Ed Davis?
1: Yes, Mr.
3: Smalling? You know you could call me Richard.
0: Okay, Richard. After spending the morning catching up on emails and returning calls, Claire settles into her comfortable, if not mundane, routine. She goes through her open claims and verifies their status. She makes any needed adjustments and moves on to the next case. She repeats this endlessly. The only chance for variety in her day is when a client happens to call. Good afternoon, this is Claire Davis,
1: Wellston Davis Insurance. How can I help you?
4: Hello Claire, it's Ms. Hawkins.
1: Hi Ms. Hawkins, how are things going?
4: Not so well actually, that's why I'm calling. The check hasn't come through to the body shop yet. Oh
1: no, that's not right. I submitted the check last week. I'll pull up the claim and take a look. Looks like the check was only approved this morning.
4: How long will it take to get to the shop?
1: They should have it tomorrow, Miss Hawkins. I'm I'm so sorry about the delay. I hope it didn't cause you too much trouble.
4: (sighs) I missed a shift at work today, but that's not your fault, Claire. You've been such a help throughout this whole process. Thank you. You call
1: me if anything else comes up, all right?
4: You look pissed. What's
1: up? Good old Dick Smalling waited until the start of the new quarter today to approve Ms. Hawkins' payout for her truck. I thought you submitted that claim last week. I did! That poor lady had to miss a shift at her job so that Dick can make sure his numbers look good. Ugh, he is so sleazy. I swear, one of these days I will tell him off properly. He can't treat people like shit.
0: Whoa there.
1: Someone needs to go back to yoga. I'm not trying yoga again. If I'm gonna pay to be told to relax, I'll get a massage. And they had the heat cranked on purpose? No thanks.
0: You signed up for a hot yoga class.
1: What did you expect? I didn't think about how many sweaty people there would be, that's for sure. Anyway, so, I have dinner plans with Steve tonight. You haven't gone on that many dates with someone in a while. Look at you go. He's pretty good looking and he's sweet. He's not the most exciting of guys though. He works in IT and talks about how he works in IT a lot. It's not the most fun to listen to. I don't know, Claire. We both work in insurance claims. Where's the excitement in that? You're not wrong. He's just so happy at his job. I I can't relate at all. I want to do more than this. Like what? I don't know. Something.
0: Let me know when you figure that out. I could use a new gig, too.
1: Thanks a lot. I'll see you tomorrow.
2: You're early. Yeah. Just in time to catch the end of the game. Oh, come on, a foul!
5: Oh, you must be Claire. Uh, Steve's told me all about you. Uh, well, what can I get you to drink?
1: I'll have a vodka tonic, please.
2: All right, coming right up. Hey, hey, Brian, can I get a burger and some fries? Want anything to eat, Claire?
1: Um... How do you not score there? No, thanks. I don't really want bar food.
2: I'll be right back with
5: that drink for you, Claire. How was your day at work?
1: Fine, I guess. My boss gave me a hard time for being late, and he also messed up a client's payout to make budget. So, the usual.
2: Here's your vodka tonic. Thank you. You really don't like your job, do you?
1: It's not like your job. You're happy. I don't like the work or my boss. The one thing I enjoy is when I get to help the clients, you know?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I like helping clients, too. Like, today I caught a big issue with one of our largest clients' data management systems. It took all day to fix it, but it was fun. As long as I get to do some problem solving, I'm happy just sitting at my computer all day. Come on, come on! Probably
1: helps that you don't have your boss breathing down your neck, either.
5: Uh, your burger will be out in a few minutes, Steve. Uh, would you like another drink?
1: No, thanks. I I think I'll actually head on home. Already? You've got a game to finish, and I need to get to work early tomorrow, since I was late today.
2: Right, yeah. Let's do something this weekend?
0: Sure, that's good. Another morning at the office, another opportunity for Claire to help her clients. Her date with Steve last night was a bust. That doesn't bother her though. She enjoyed the night to herself, having taken the long way home to make the most of the warm weather. The city was quiet while she walked. It was dark and calm, and that was fine by her. But now she has a meeting with Richard to deal with. Come on in, Davis.
1: Good morning, Richard.
3: Good morning. I see Ms. Hawkins' check posted today. That was the 20th claim you approved in a month. Almost double that of our other adjusters. Let's talk about this quarter's plan. We expect every adjuster to hit 50% on their approval rate, no matter the number of claims they process. 50? Yes, while you approved 80% of the claims you processed last quarter. You could have denied a good number of those.
1: I was taking care of our loyal customers like I always do. They trust me, they know we're here for them. That's why they choose to stay with us.
3: That's all well and good, but we are running a business here, Miss Davis.
1: I understand the business needs, and I also understand the human side of this business. We're supposed to provide a safety net for people. It's what they pay us
3: to do. The most important side of this business is its profitability. I need you on board with that. Profits over peasants, remember?
1: Yes, I remember.
3: Good. Now, your newest claim, the house fire? We can't approve it, it's, it's too much. And technically the family didn't update us, or their policy when they had the new smoke detector installed. Did the investigation find the smoke detector was the cause of the fire? No, but it does deem their policy null and void. They have two kids, Richard. Then they should have been more careful. They will get to remain insured through us though, but you will deny their claim. Is
1: this absolutely necessary? I yes, mean,
3: I... we have to hit our goal this quarter. No excuses. I'll call them today. Good. That's all for now, Davis. Please close the door on your way out.
1: Hello? Hello, Mr. Norris. This is uh, Claire from Wellston Davis Insurance. How are you doing today?
5: Uh, As well as can be expected, I guess. Um, What can I do for you? Uh, Do you need more information regarding our claim?
1: No, uh, but I do have an update. Unfortunately, we cannot approve the claim. You will have to pay for the repairs yourself. Excuse me? Our investigation found an unapproved smoke detector. Did
5: the smoke detector cause the fire? No, it did not. Then why is the claim being denied? And what did you say? Unapproved? We got a new smoke detector. That's all. Our old one broke. We had to.
1: The issue is that the new detector wasn't reported to us. Your policy states that any updates to the home's fire prevention devices have to be submitted to us for approval.
5: I've I've never heard that, and I've had this insurance for ten years.
1: The policy you have does stipulate- I don't
5: care what it stipulates. My home didn't catch on fire because of a goddamn smoke detector. How can you do this?
1: Mr. Norris, we have to follow the policy you have with us.
5: I can't believe this. We can't afford these repairs on our own. This is completely unacceptable.
1: I know this is upsetting, but... Do you?
5: This is absurd. I'll never choose you for insurance again. We are not
1: dropping your coverage, Mr. Norris. We just can't approve this claim. I'm... I'm so sorry. Do
5: you think I want to give you guys any more of my money? Cancel my policy.
1: Well, that went about as well as I thought it would. What now? Oh. Hi, Mom. How are you?
6: I'm fine. I wanted to call to see how your date was the other night. With Steve?
1: Oh, it was fine. We stayed in, made some dinner, watched a movie.
6: Uh Uh-oh. What? Nothing, nothing.
1: Mom, what?
6: You sound bored with him.
1: Not this again. How can you possibly... All
6: I'm saying is that you keep dating these nice guys and getting bored quickly. I'm not
1: bored, Mom. We're still getting to know each other. We've only been on a handful of dates.
6: Oh, all right. I guess that's fair. Just give it a real chance, okay? You are not getting any younger. Mom! I'm sorry. I just worry, that's all. You
1: never talk to Abby this way.
6: Well, your sister is younger than you. She's still in her partying stage. I have
1: to go, Mom. Sorry. Abby's coming over for dinner and I have to pick up some food on the way home.
6: Oh, send her my love and tell her to call her mother. Bye!
5: After tragedy strikes...
2: Melissa, it's really nice of you to come back for the funeral. ...a and d group unites...
7: So, uh, is Dylan
4: coming? What up, man? ...to celebrate the life of a friend.
2: Take that, you retched sea hag! <laughs>
5: ...until something happens. Now they're struggling to survive in a world they don't understand. You got me! Game over, man! Game
2: over! <laughs>
5: Group as they fail through time and space in an epic podcast from the Calamity Cast Network. I drop it, you guys. Oh, David. Buddy. Run! Subscribe to A Beginner's Guide to Interplanetary Destruction. <laughs> That's what
8: I'm calling my penis as of eight seconds ago.
7: Come on in, why don't you? If you wanted me to knock, you shouldn't have given me a key. Fair enough. Mind grabbing me one of those? Here, take this one. I'll grab another for myself. What's for dinner tonight? Spaghetti and meatballs. Again? Hey, I made the meatballs myself this time. Okay. And you're not going to complain about
1: a free meal. All right, all right, I'm sorry. So I talked to mom today. (laughs) She asked me to tell you to call her. How is she? Good, I guess. Still judging my love life. You told her about Steve? I mentioned him last week. She was fishing for something I figured he'd be more fun to talk about than my dick of
7: a boss. You should have known better. You know how much she loves to give unsolicited relationship advice. Speaking
1: of, how is
7: your new boyfriend? It's boyfriends, actually. But I want to hear about Steve first. Boyfriends? Plural? Yeah, but don't change the subject. How was date number three? Did you finally sleep with him? He stayed over, if you really want to know. Ooh, I was just kidding, but good. He seems nice. A bit boring, but nice enough. Thanks. Now, tell me about
1: these boyfriends of yours.
7: Well, you already know about Jake, but I met this gorgeous man last week named Colin, and I couldn't help myself. We danced and drank and danced some more, and then, well, you know... I take it you didn't have that talk with Jake about being exclusive after all? No, and you can leave the judging to mom, thanks. We never talked about it, so technically it's not wrong. I
1: guess not, but have you told Jake about Colin? Oh god no, he'd get so jealous. <sighs> I'm not judging, not really. I don't care if you're dating two guys, I wouldn't care if it were three or four as long as you were upfront with them about it.
7: Well, technically I'm not doing anything wrong. If you have to say technically
1: in the beginning of that sentence, you know you're doing something wrong
7: so what you think i should end it with colin no but i think you should be honest with jake make sure he's okay with the situation it's only fair yeah i guess you're right hey what are you up to on friday night
1: probably nothing why
7: my friend holly and i are planning a night out just us girls how about you come along you can make sure i don't end up with like a third or a fourth boyfriend
1: i don't know I you don't have plans come on the bars you like aren't really my scene You seem to forget I'm older than you.
7: It'll be fine.
1: I don't... Just
7: think about it, okay?
1: Okay, sis. Food's getting cold. Let's eat and pick out something to watch.
9: Has forensics called?
8: No, still no word. You might as well relax. We don't have anything new to go on yet. We don't even have the victim's ID.
9: It's been 36 hours, Liam. The longer forensics takes the colder our killer's trail gets
8: like i don't know that i'm sure they're working as fast as they can want something to do
9: research really
8: it's this or do nothing i'm looking for any similarities between the crime scenes this is a murder from six months ago
9: well this one's completely different different scene different wounds wait what are these underneath sketches don't
8: start just look for similarities
9: You're still thinking about Jack the Ripper. Come on.
8: We can't rule it out, even if it's just the media trying to create a story from nothing.
9: I'm not wasting my time on this.
8: The wounds are identical.
9: They're similar.
8: Very similar. Cuts across the throat and abdomen, several small cuts as well. They're almost the same angle and length. And what about the missing kidney?
9: These are illustrations from a book, not official police sketches, It doesn't matter how similar they are, Liam. We're looking for a cold-blooded killer who's still out there.
8: I know, Holly. I know.
9: What's taking the Emmy so long anyway?
8: Yeah, it's been long enough. They know this is a priority, right?
9: You would think so. (coughs) Yeah? Yeah?
0: This is Detective Grant. Are you ready with the report on our Jane Doe?
10: (sighs) Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on down.
0: The forensics lab is a boring space with light brown cabinets and gray counters. Scattered equipment is organized in sections. There are several large monitors with some DNA tests running in the background. Two disgruntled techs work frantically to analyze the incoming data.
10: Come in! We're here about the Jane Doe from the farmer's market? Yeah, the one you called about five times.
9: We're just itching to get started on our investigation. We didn't mean to bother you.
10: You know, it's, it's not a bother. Not really. We're used to the phones ringing non-stop around here. Okay, let's see. Our victim is a 28-year-old female named Catherine Waters. It took several canvases of the area she was found, but we eventually found a clutch with her ID. Dental records confirm she was healthy. She had a high quantity of alcohol in her system, but toxicology was otherwise unremarkable. No signs of a struggle. That, along with a large cut along the throat, indicates she was attacked from behind and, uh, she didn't see it coming.
9: What about the cut across the abdomen?
10: This cut was made while she faced the attacker, after she was already incapacitated. There was another cut along the throat, as well as several small cuts that appear to have been after the wound to the abdomen. He was torturing her. Yeah, she, uh, she bled out quickly, but definitely would have been in a lot of pain. Thankfully, the kidney was removed after the fact.
9: Did you find anything that could be traced back to the killer?
10: No, nothing. However, I can tell you that the wounds were inflicted by someone much taller than her, judging by the angles. I'd say the killer was between 6'2 to 6'5. What about a murder weapon? No, no. But we did get a partial shoe print in the mud near the tree, a bar receipt the victim had in her pocket, and her broken phone. All the crime scene photos are in here. Maybe you'll see something we didn't.
9: Well, we've certainly got our work cut out for us. We're going to need more evidence, but it's enough to get started at least. Let's work on potential suspects, check out the name of the restaurant on the receipt, and get Catherine's phone to IT. We
8: need to notify the family first. I can take care of that while you get started on our list of suspects.
9: Fair enough. After I get a preliminary list together, I need to head out, though. I'm meeting a friend for dinner and drinks.
5: Diane, remind me to get cherry pie filling.
9: Dude, what are
5: Oh, come on, man. I told you, I don't even like David Lynch. Yeah, but you've never seen Twin Peaks. You might really like it. You never know. There is
10: absolutely no way I'll get into that show. And I'll prove it. Okay. Uh, I'm intrigued. How? I'm going to watch every single episode and co-host a podcast where we discuss all the ways in which I can't stay in the show. Yeah, that seems counterintuitive. Uh, I hope it's funny at least. You bet your cherry
5: pie will be. <laughs> funnier than that, I hope. Shut up! Subscribe to the Black Lodge Complaint Department on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And check us out at CalamityCast.com.
7: I'll take three shots of tequila, please.
9: You want limes? Yes.
7: Definitely. So what do you think? Isn't this place great?
4: Yeah, it's... Fun.
7: What
9: she means is no.
4: This place is loud. I know you guys are older than me, but do you have to act old? We are old!
1: Compared to you, at least. And this wasn't even my scene when I was your age anyway. Whatever.
4: You're just stalling. Cheers! <laughs> Ugh. I'm glad I asked for lime. I'm going to dance. Are you coming? We'll catch up. Okay. It's nice having you around. I don't
9: feel like I have to keep up with her with you here.
4: Happy to help.
9: <laughs>
1: Abby can be a lot, a lot of fun, but a lot. I'm glad you're here
4: too. She's talked about you for months. It's nice to finally meet you. How did you two become friends? I met
9: her through my friend Mel, actually. I think Mel's ex dated one of Abby's exes and somehow they ended up friends after the breakups.
1: Sounds about right. She says you're a detective?
9: Yep, Bristol PD. It can be rewarding, but it is definitely draining for sure. I
1: cannot even imagine.
9: It's tough. Definitely not for everyone. You're an adjuster, right?
1: Yes, I work at Wellston's. It's been a rough week, but nothing
4: compared to yours, I'm sure.
9: It's not fair to compare like that. Every job has its own stress.
4: What happened at work? It's my boss. He wants me to deny claims to keep the company's
1: bottom line looking good. He made me deny a family's house fire repairs yesterday, and then he came by my cubicle today to tell me how great a job I did screwing
4: over some poor family. He sounds like a dick. He
7: is.
0: His name is
9: Richard. No. (laughs) Hey, what's so funny over here? We were just complaining about work when Claire told me her boss's name. (laughs) Dick.
4: More shots? Shots! No, I shouldn't. Just one more, please. All right, but Holly has to do it, too. Why not make it two then, huh? Yes, six shots of tequila, please, with lime. You got it. This is great. My big
7: sister one of my best friends doing shots with me.
4: Has she told you about the boyfriend? Oh, oh, you mean boyfriends? No, Jake found out and ended it.
7: Okay, I know what you're going to say.
4: You didn't talk to him.
7: I swear, I was about to. But I kept getting busy. And apparently one of his friends spotted Colin and me at the movies. I'm
1: sorry sis, but that's what happens when you lie to people.
4: I know I should have talked to him. I really was going to. She really was. I gave her the same advice you did. See, I knew I liked you. Right back at ya. Pew pew. I didn't realize how dangerous the two of you together would be. I can't have you guys
7: ganging up on me. Too late.
5: <laughs> That'll be $24 for the shots.
7: Here you go. Keep the change.
5: Hey, thanks. I overheard your friend there talking about the movies. Uh, she go often?
1: Uh, I guess, yeah.
5: There's a film festival happening soon at Whitechapel Gallery on September 30th, I think. They'll have a good selection of international and local movies.
7: I'm not really into the idea of a film festival. That's a lot of time to spend at the theater.
5: I've, I've been there before. It's a great spot for a date.
7: I just got down to one
5: boyfriend,
7: but thanks.
1: Oh,
5: no, that's that's not what I meant.
7: It's okay. No harm done. The 30th, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: Do you think you'll go?
7: It could be a nice thing for Steve and me to spend some quality
4: time together. A day of movie watching with boring Steve. He's not that boring. That boring? Ugh. I mean, he's not boring. He's just... It's okay, big sis. You like him, even though he's boring. Boring can be nice. (laughs) I don't even really know him yet. Maybe this film festival will show me a different side of him? Maybe. I'm sure it will be a good chance for the two of you to get to know each other. Thank you, Holly.
5: Maybe I'll see you there.
4: Right. Yeah. Let's go dance. Now. Now.
0: Claire wakes up the next morning properly hungover. She and Abigail did not stop at three shots last night. Instead, they stayed a good hour at the club after Holly went home. The curtains in her bedroom are drawn closed as she listens to one of her favorite records. She has a tall mug of coffee and a gigantic glass of water on the table next to her. And Steve is on the way with some much-needed breakfast. Come on in.
2: Wow, it is dark in here.
1: Not so loud. Ibuprofen hasn't kicked in yet. Sorry. Here's the fast-food breakfast you requested. Believe it or not, the grease does
2: help. Did you have fun with Abby last night?
1: Yeah, and her friend Holly. You know, I just did too many shots. We ended up walking home.
2: Were you close to the apartment?
1: Not far. Why?
2: Good. I just... I saw something in the news yesterday about a young woman that was murdered. Stabbed to death, I think. God,
1: that's awful. Poor woman.
2: I'm just happy knowing you're safe.
1: That's sweet. Say, how do you feel about going to a film festival over at Whitechapel?
2: Sure, could be fun. When is it?
1: I'll tell you all about it when I'm less hungover and thinking doesn't hurt so much.
2: (laughs) Okay, so what do you want to do today?
1: Lay in bed and listen to records? Okay by me. Really? Yeah. Thank you. I just need to take it easy today.
2: I don't mind. Not as long as we get to hang out.
1: Can you put on a new record?
2: Sure, what do you want?
1: Something happy.
5: This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit
6: calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.